only year three at TCO. So it, it really was like starting over and it's like, okay, let's blow this thing up. Let's take a hard look at it. And this whole process has really put training camp in a whole new perspective. The feeling and the buzz that'll be around TCO is gonna be so different. Thinking back and being grateful that we got through this, that we're back to being at a training camp. What is going on, Vikings fans? Welcome to episode number 101 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It is Thursday, the day that the Vikings have released tickets online for U.S. Bank Vikings training camp at the TCO Performance Center. Go to Vikings.com. Check out where you can get tickets to a ton of different events from daily practices to the night practice, which happens every year at the TCO Performance Center, and of course, a scrimmage at U.S. Bank Stadium, along with some practices against the Denver Broncos. We're getting into all of that later on in the show with Vikings Special Manager of Events, C.J. Rue. I'm so excited to hear from him because he puts in so much work each year to Vikings training camp. Now we bring in Vikings.com's Gabe Henderson, along with Tatum Everett, who I am very happy to finally meet um, virtually here um, on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. So welcome, Tatum. Before we get to Gabe, I just want to say welcome, Tatum. It is very nice to finally meet you, and I look forward to working with you this year. Likewise. I mean, you had a lot of big life events going on, missed out a little bit of time, but better late than never. So Excited to be here on the podcast and start this whole journey for you. 101. It's a lot of them. 101. Yes, I missed number 100 because I was over getting married uh, on the East Coast. A little little busy the past couple weeks, Gabe. Priorities, Chris. Priorities, bro. We'll let it slide this time. I'm just getting it straight. So uh, I I know Jay Nelson was so upset that I was gone for a few (laughs) weeks, the man behind the show. So um, with that, we will look forward to what has been going on at the TCO Performance Center. There are a lot of storylines on Vikings.com to track. Um, the Vikings.com writers, Craig Peters, Lindsey Young, Eric Smith, they put together a nice article on some takeaways from 2021 minicamp, which Gabe, I believe, was only two practices this year. Yeah, the first practice on Tuesday, I guess last Tuesday, it lasted about an hour. And then the practice on Wednesday was about 45 minutes. And Thursday, of course, we know it was canceled, but it it made complete sense simply because, um, what, 98% of Vikings players showed up this year and there was a good majority of them at at each practice. If guys are healthy by, you know, the second day of minicamp, no need to risk anything on that third day. So the fact that um, those guys got meaningful reps this this past offseason and some of the, you know, it was fun seeing some of the new guys out there also. And just seeing, you know, Jay and I talk, Christian Derisaw, Wyatt Davis, all those guys got meaningful mental reps. It made complete sense not to have practice that Thursday last week. And I'm excited just to talk about these next upcoming five, four to five weeks that, you know, there's no football. But the optimism continues to arise. Yeah, I feel like Mike Zimmer just wanted to get the heck out of there. No injuries. You're bringing all these free agents, all these rookies getting meaningful reps, like you said, Gabe. Sheldon Richardson signs back with the team. Um, From what we hear, he might have taken a little less money to come back to Minnesota instead of uh, go back with the Cleveland Browns over there where he was last year. So Tatum, how excited are you to be joining this franchise in offseason where we add so many free agents, guys who have been here before, and a lot of exciting young players out there at, at the minicamp. 
For sure. Yeah. I think, I think it's a quite a time to join this. I know after last season, there's a lot of question marks on the defensive side as to who you were going to get this off season to fill in the weaknesses. And I think that they did a great job between free agency and the draft, adding some key pieces and, and adding guys with veteran experience that will really anchor this team and help form that chemistry and build that bond between those players, because communication is going to be so key on that side of the ball this season when you're up against these teams, especially with the North being open right now, potentially, uh, well, you know, foreshadowing, hopefully, maybe manifesting it, putting it out there. Number in the 12 universe. being gone from the division. Is that is that what we're talking about? All about manifestation. So, yeah, I mean, you never know. So th- that they really need to come together as a unit. So I'm excited to see that side of the ball. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's also pretty cool. And maybe another reason why it was, you know, Friday practice was canceled a little bit was because they didn't have this last year. And I know that we keep saying this over and over and over again, but it is so good to see these guys get to practice together this early in the season after a year where they didn't. So a lot of, a lot of people getting to know each other in in this form and this early on, which is, I think really beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Speaking of guys getting to know each other, I mean, guys, I've been around this team for a bunch of years and there have been a lot of different play callers on the offensive side of the ball. There's a new guy on the offensive side of the ball. Again, it's not Gary Kubiak, his father, but it's now Clint Kubiak calling the plays for the Vikings offense. And my number one takeaway here is I heard a quote from Adam Thielen being like, man, this is Clint Kubiak's new offense. This is not the offense from Gary Kubiak last year. This is Clint Kubiak's offense. There's new plays being installed. You have a veteran like that speaking up for a young play caller. I, I, You have to love hearing a quote like that so early on in the offseason program, Gabe. Yeah, and, and Clint, you, you can only imagine he took it upon himself to create his own identity. I mean, all the questions this offseason was, hey, is it going to be like your dad's offense? What did you learn from your dad? Did your dad leave you his playbook? Everything about Gary. So the fact that Phil understand that about Clint now, it, it shows you that Clint is you know, taking the realm and basically saying, hey, this is my offense. Uh, you guys are going to listen to me. We're going to win games in this offense, and we're also going to be productive also. Like, I mean, you, when you have a, a top five offense um, this past year and your dad's running the offense like that's just more pressure on the sun I guess Clinton the situation to you know to live up to those expectations yet try not to re-imitate what was done last year I mean there's film on what the Vikings did last season so I'm expecting you know Adam Thielen to have a big year Justin Jefferson those guys but I'm also expecting uh, there to be a name that we that we aren't talking about this year to to step up maybe a, a Tyler Conklin or you know, Madison gets more reps because Dalvin is, you know, running for 70 yards like he did against the the D- Detroit Lions last year. So I'm, I'm expecting someone, I don't know who it is, but someone to, to emerge in this Clint Kubiak offense this year, especially um, given that it, it is his first year under the helm um, as the offensive coordinator. And usually when you get your first year on the job at a certain position, you try to establish a player. You try to have, hey, this was the guy that – that got his first start, or this is the guy uh, that had his breakout year under my uh, coaching. And I'm excited to see how, who, who that's going to be and how it's going to work out. Well, I think it's Lindsey Young who pointed out in this article, how impressive the Vikings tight ends were and Tatum. It's been many years that number 82 Kyle Rudolph was catching balls from the tight end position. Now you have Tyler Conklin and Irv Smith jr. Really getting a chance here to say, this is our room. 
Irv Smith Jr. is still only like 20 years old, I feel like, because <laughs> he, he started when he was like less than 21. Um, that's obviously an over-exaggeration, but um, what do you think about this tight end room heading into um, into training camp, what they bring, and even some of the younger guys who came in as tryouts and things of that nature? What do you think about this tight end room? Yeah, no, it's almost like a changing of the guards of sorts. It's really, it's it's it was evident it was going to happen. No one can fault Kyle Rudolph when he take the next best step for himself. But it is exciting to see guys like Irv Smith Jr. and Tyler Conklin with the ability to emerge in this. Because I think the tight end is such an important role in this offense, especially when you have Dalvin and Matt back there, because they need to be able to block as well. The tight ends can't just be pass catching tight ends. They have to get out there in space and they have to create lanes. And so I think it's exciting to see you know, the depth in that room, because they're going to be, it's a hard job. They're going to get banged up throughout the season. So, you know, the additions of the, of Zach Davidson being drafted, Brandon Dillon, um, there's, there's another rookie. Zilstra. Yeah. Zilstra. Yeah. That's a good name. Uh, yeah. Seeing those guys in there learning from each other, the depth that that creates the competition at the position that creates. I think that that is actually one of the most exciting positions to watch on this offense right now, because we know what JJ and Thielen can do. And we know what Dalvin can do, but this is kind of like, we know Smith and Conklin are great, but what can they do now that Rudolph is gone is what I'm super excited to be able to start watching. Yeah. Taking it to the next level. I mean, Tyler Conklin's super excited. We had him on the show a few weeks ago and I just, you can hear the enthusiasm in his voice. He's been waiting for that moment, waiting for the opportunity. I think it's going to be a dual um, threat room at that position, to say the least. Tatum, I got to throw one more thing at you. I know you went to LSU. You have to be a Justin Jefferson fan. Like, the you, biggest. I heard you call him JJ. That's why you, you're, <laughs> you're pretty familiar with what he can do on the football field, I assume. Yeah, you know, I was really fortunate that I didn't work too many Saturdays that 2019 season where they won the national championship. And it just, you know, LSU's always had receivers that come out, but not two at the same time, quite like Jamar Chase, who obviously the Vikings are going to meet in week one, and Justin Jefferson. And so much hype was put on Chase throughout the season that Justin, he was, um, you know, would have been a number one receiver or the number one receiver on a t any other team in the country. It just happened that he was with Jamar Chase. And so to see him break out this past season was really exciting to watch as an LSU fan, obviously LSU grad. Um, I was at the game, uh, the semifinal game where they played Oklahoma and he caught four touchdowns, I think in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was just incredible to see him perform, to see him do so well here was um, not surprising, but at the same time, just it's really neat to see how Minnesota's embraced his personality, embraced who he is and had fun with him because he is a kind of more of a goofy guy. So I, I think it's been really cool to watch. I'm super excited to be out there and, and being um, a Viking alongside him now. So uh, that, that is awesome. I had to ask you about that. I mean, it's it just his presence out on the field, what he was able to do, the dancing into the end zone, and, and what he's been able to bring to this locker room uh, is just incredible. Uh, let's go over to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, this is a defensive head coach that's leading this team. He had some struggles last year because we had injuries, we had our best players not out there for a majority of the game games last year. A lot of young players, especially on the defensive line and at the cornerback position, 
Gabe, what are we thinking? You were at the practices. At least you got to see a little bit of what was going on with those reps. What are we thinking about this? I mean, so many different pieces have been added from free agents to guys who missed last year and a Daniil Hunter and Anthony Barr to all those rookies out there, all those pass-rushing rookies um, that are competing. What did you see at minicamp? Well, the last lasting impression that I had from the defense at training camp, well, at minicamp, was Daniil Hunter just being there. Him being there, him being on this defensive line makes us a top 20 defense. Uh, we were 29th overall or 27th uh, overall rated defense this past year, 23 sacks. Daniil Hunter, Jay and I talked about this last week. I mean, he's got 29 sacks in his past two years that he played. Like with him on this roster, like remove uh, Patrick Peterson, all those other guys out there, right? Him on this defensive line already makes us uh, a top 20 defense. Um, then you add the fact that we're going to be expected to stop the run with Dalvin Thomas and Michael Pierce. I'm um, Sheldon Richardson back there. I mean, behind those guys who could be, you know, scooted out to, to defensive end. He played, what, 290 uh, snaps at defensive end in Cleveland last year. So he's lost weight. He can rush the passer. Um, this D-line is just stacked. And then, of course, you go to the second level, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr. You still got Nick Vigil, Cam Smith, Troy Dye. I forgot to mention, mention him, Chas Surratt. Um, there, there's depth, and that, that's what you want right now. You want quality depth at, you know, those two positions. And then when you're getting, you know, some good enough pressure, uh, you, you get some some coverage safeties. And that goes hand in hand where you get coverage sacks, and you got veterans back there now alongside uh, Cam Dantzler. You got uh, Patrick Peterson, Bashar Breeland. Eric Smith was was high on Harrison Hand this this mini camp um, session, so this might be a hot take. But on paper, this is the best Minnesota Vikings team Mike Zimmer has had since he's been here. On paper, if they stay healthy, we can make a run. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but I mean it's an it's an odd year. It's 2021. You know we make the playoffs every odd every odd year. So that's it my makes line, Gabe. That's my that's <laughs> exactly. my odd line. Like, I heard you say it, and now I feel like everybody has stolen that from me. Everybody needs to give uh, Chris Corso credit for saying every odd year the Minnesota Vikings make the playoffs. And, and it makes sense this year, though, man. Every single piece of the puzzle is there. Um, the question marks that we have aren't as glaring as it was last year. And you, you got to think this is a, a make-it-or-break-it year for for everyone involved. All these guys on one-year con- 31 guys either on a one-year contract or in the last year of their deal. Wow. Like this is a make it or break it year um, for a lot of people that are playing on this Minnesota Vikings team. And how can you not be optimistic? I want to throw this at Tatum being like watching this team from afar and watching the Mike Zimmer defenses over the years with Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, Daniel Hunter, all the guys that have been here for all those years, Harrison Smith. And then you see what happened last year and you see the injuries to uh, having to play players at starting roles who have no experience, especially at the cornerback position, like I said before, and pass rushers as well. Kind of what are your expectations for this year? Seeing all this come together as you're starting this job here at the Vikings, what are your expectations? Do you think we're going to return back to all those great Zimmer defenses, or is it going to be a little bit of a process to get there? I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that at training camp, how this all develops. Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope so, because that's what was missing last season. Your offense carried the team. You needed the defense to step up more. And so 
yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see that. I'm, I'm hoping to see that. I think one thing that I've learned with my, you know, decade of being in this business and watching the NFL from this side of things is that paper is paper. Like at the end of the day, it's got to come together and the names are there. Everything is there, but it seems every training camp, we do get very excited about these players and how they're playing. But what I'm really going to look forward to is watching that joint practice, because that's when you can really start seeing what it can look like, because you can sit there and look at the paper and the names and the stats and all that stuff. But until you watch it come together against another team, it's really just, you know, your offense against your defense and they're battling it out. So I, I'm, I do like from my expectations, what I think coming in is not knowing as much of the background of the team as, as you guys right now. Um, I think they're going to be really good. I don't think that's a super hot take game. I think you're like pretty reasonable saying that. Um, Gabe had a rough year last year. (laughs) I've seen so many defenses with big names and everything seems like it comes together. And then you're like, whoa, what happened? It didn't, it did not pan out the way I expected. So you'll see, I also don't put the cart before the horse a lot of times. That's the one thing you'll get to know about me. I'm not like a super, I like, I like that. uh, I'm very hesitant, a little bit more of a, okay, let's, let's. Tatum, we 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 play we play paper football here on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. So on paper, paper, <laughs> we stick I mean, we stick no, it there. Sound, yeah, no, they sound they sound good. You're right, though. I think I think they could be something special. Um, and and I mean, what a thought it could be if they came together and the offensive weapons that that we have this year, it really could be something special. And I know that we're not the only ones that think that. I think that that statement by Tatum there is a perfect segue. And I, I love that we, we put her on the spot, Gabe. We put her on the spot right before we get to hear um, from the man who's in charge of the U.S. Bank Vikings training camp at the TCO Performance Center. It's C.J. Rue. He will be joining us right now. All right. As we continue along with this episode of the Minnesota Vikings podcast, we welcome in this week's guest, a great friend of mine, been with the Vikings for a very long time, manager of special events and the man behind the Vikings training camp for many years now. It's CJ Rue. What's going on, CJ? Good to see you, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited. I cannot wait for training camp at the TCO Performance Center, U.S. Bank training camp at the TCO Performance Center. And I know you guys have, we were joking before the show, how many meetings you've had getting ready for this year's training camp. It's a little bit different than years past because we haven't had fans at the TCO Performance Center in a few years now. So what has that experience been like just getting ready to welcome in some Vikings fans and just being excited to have the players and fans uh, in the same area again? I mean, it's been so long. Well, I mean, it was kind of like starting from scratch. You know, you have to kick the rust off because you haven't done it in so long. Last time we had train camp was 2019, which feels like decades ago at this point. So it's exciting. It's fun. You know, um, there's so much to talk about, you know, coming out of last year and all this optimism of people getting back to, you know, some sense of normalcy and football playing a key role in that. And then you add in the fact that, you know, the way that the offseason has gone for the team, there's a lot of excitement around the team. So just a lot of positivity and a lot of really great things to, to kind of build this return to, to fans, return to football around. Hey, CJ, I just checked my emails because I'm on this training camp committee with you. The first email you sent about the training camp committee, could you guess the date? January 15th. Man, you're being modest. February 5th. Okay. February 5th is when you said, hey, 
glad to put this group together. It's about eight of us in, in this uh, tr- on this training camp committee team. And I remember the first meeting and, you know, everybody's a little confused with like, OK, w- what are we doing here? And I remember you saying you, you were like, Gabe, any ideas that you can bring along from the Washington football team that that we could use? And I was like, oh, shoot, like, OK, we're actually planning training camp. I'll never forget that feeling and just seeing how far we have come. Right. I mean, this episode's coming out on Thursday. Um, Tickets are on sale now. Like, could you explain just the the planning process? Well, I mean, it's so different this year, too. So in a typical year, uh, it's kind of the bulk of the work has kind of fallen on all of our events committee and, um, you know, events department, excuse me. And and we we just kind of work off of what we've done in the past. You know, we've got a pretty good template in place. It's not plug and play, but you always try to add new spices to it and make things feel fresh. And this is only year three at TCO, so it's still new. This year, then you add in post-COVID, you add in all this other stuff and, and new leadership, you know, which is, you know, a lot of fresh eyes on training camp and people such as yourself, Gabe, you know. And so it, it really was like starting over and it's like, okay, let's blow this thing up. Let's take a hard look at it. And at the end of the day, yeah, we're, we're really focused on football, right? And yeah. training camp is about getting back to see the players. And, and that is always a central piece, but it's all the stuff that you can do on the side. And, you know, we built this great entertainment network, VEN, like you guys, and how can we incorporate you guys more into it? You know, we learned a lot last year with what you guys did without fans. So how can we take what you guys did last year and bring some of that to, to having fans back and use that to create that excitement? So, it's been a wild ride. You know, we have, like you said, we have that committee. I've never had a committee before, and uh, at least to this extent. And it's been so great to get some fresh eyes and to get some fresh ideas. And, you know, we've had some debates. We've had some spirited conversations. Not everybody's always been on the same page with everything, but it comes around. And it's these conversations that I think are going to bring training camp to another level for us. And really, it's always been a great fan experience, but I think we can now take it to the next level. We have some obstacles this year just because we're still kind of in the midst of this pandemic. So there's some things that training camp is going to look different and some things that we wouldn't normally do, but that's okay. You know, it's uh, it's about it, being excited about coming back to football and people like Gabe and I really appreciate everything that you brought, Gabe, and, the, you know, the, the point of view that you have. And it's just this committee and this whole process has really put training camp in a whole new perspective. So CJ, this is actually going to be my first training camp and I'm excited to experience it with fans for the first time in a few years as well. You talk about changing it up a little bit and how exciting it is to plan to see the fans in the stands watching practice. It really just starts the season out on the right foot. So give us a a picture of how many practices there will be, what fans can do, what are those unique things you're incorporating this season? So we're going to go to 14 open practices this year. That's a little bit less than what we've done in the past. I think in 2019, we were at 18 or 19. I'm not, don't totally remember. So we're going to reduce it to 14 more just because of the way the schedule worked out. But of those 14 practices, 10 of them are going to be completely open to the public. We're going to, I think, have 4,000 tickets a day that you claim online. Um, it's really important to be able to get families and stuff out there. I mean, this is where a lot of people have their first experience with the team. So those 10 practices are really key to helping build young fans and families and great opportunity to get out and do something different. And then on July 31st, kind of our first Saturday practice, we're going to have our annual night practice. Um, this year we're doing something a little different. We are going to charge for it, but with all of everything that we're charging for, one of the cool things is a percentage of all of the, the proceeds that we make from these are going back to the Vikings foundation. So we're going to you know, put that money to good use. It's not just about trying to make profit or anything like that. It's also trying to, to find ways to have impact. So we're going to have 7,000 people, roughly. That's the capacity of the stadium. We're going to do 
uh, trying to blow, blow it out. The NFL has kind of made the 31st kind of their return to football day. So they want teams to, to do a lot around it. So that's why we chose that for the night practice. So we'll have some activations before practice. I think gates are going to open at five practice doesn't start till seven 30. So we'll do some things between five and seven 30, still working on those plans. Sorry. I can't give you a whole lot more detail on that yet, but come on, CJ. CJ, come on, man. The NFL gave us this like two days ago, so we haven't even had a chance to have a meeting about it yet, Gabe. Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> but we're going to program the heck out of that. And then post-practice, we'll do, uh, you know, our, our annual intro to the team and, you know, try to throw some footballs into the stands and things like that. Um, and we're working on fireworks. Hopefully we're still allowed to do them with the development around the stadium and everything. It's, it's still kind of up in the air, but we're going to make it a really fun night. And it's really, it always is a fun night. Um, this year, I think it's going to be a little bit extra special. One of the big changes to training camp this year and something we're going to give a shot. We've talked about it for years. It's never worked. This year it did is we're going to take a practice to U.S. Bank Stadium. So Saturday, uh, August 7th, we're going to be down at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, kind of just get a feel for what it's like to be back in the building, you know, and get the team back in there. And a lot of those guys have never seen it and never seen it with fans. So we're going to try to get, you know, I think we have a capacity set of up to 20,000 or somewhere around there. So we're going to get as many people in there as we can and just try to make it exciting and let the team see what that building's like and what that building can do. Some of those guys only saw it last year, you know, people like Gabe, you were only in there without fans. So you've never seen exactly what she can do. So we're going to start to reintroduce fans to that prior to the Broncos game. And then speaking of the Broncos, the last two practices this year, the Broncos are going to join us for practice. So we did that in 2018 with the Jaguars. It was a ton of fun. Um, obviously the Broncos have some familiar faces, not just with their GM, but Teddy Bridgewater's there. So it'll be awesome to bring Teddy back and get to see him again. So a lot of exciting things going on. Um, and, you know, some of these new activities, I think will bring a new, you know, a new field to training camp. The night practice is always one of my favorite nights of the year, like games, everything. Like it's the, it's like the beginning of hope for the new season. Coach Zimmer always gets on the mic. I love it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. U.S. Bank Stadium. I love that you mentioned how many players literally have not heard a skull chant from Vikings fans. <laughs> like a lot of the Vikings rookies, I remember talking to DJ Wanham. He's like, I don't even think he knew what the skull chant was a few games into the season last year. So that's a really good point. But um, I want to ask you kind of about how the joint practices with the Broncos came about, because obviously Vikings assistant, former assistant general manager, George Payton is now the GM of the Denver Broncos. We know Kelly Klein, um, who's one of our, all of our good friends with the Vikings uh, has a really big role over there in the personnel department. So was there a, a little bit of uh, talk between Rick Spielman and those guys? And were you involved in any of that? It feels like there was. I wasn't involved in any of that. I mean, we kind of heard whispers that it might happen. And then I think once George made the jump over there, I think that's when we were, you know, the schedule worked out the way it was. It just kind of feels that way, right? And, you know, anytime you bring in another team, I think back to 2018 with Jacksonville, these guys have been hitting teammates for two weeks, right? So then all of a sudden you're throwing another color uniform in front of them and it gets a little bit chippy and it just, it gets a little bit more full speed, even though they tell you it's not going to be full speed. Guys are going a little bit harder. Competition gets ramped up a little bit. So I think that, that Rick and George just have that great relationship. And I think that it just made a lot of sense and, you know, they know each other well. They, I think they can set expectations a little bit better. And I mean, it just, it felt right. It'll be great to see everybody again too. Hopefully uh, the Broncos will give us some of their plays, right? I mean, that's I guess that's a part of the partnership. Hey, George, you give us some plays, we let you go. Um, but on a, on a serious note, I mean, you got to think with joint practices, right? Uh, fans are going to want to talk to players. They're going to want to see, you know, or Teddy Bridgewater or some of those guys or try to get up close and personal, especially being, what, 
a fence away from these guys. How will that work, though, you know, with player autographs or player engagement with us being in a pandemic still? Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's kind of the tough part. And that's one of the big changes to training camp this year. You know, normally we have the autograph sessions every day and we have the opportunity to get uh, special community groups in front of players and stuff. Because of COVID and because of trying to keep everybody healthy and everything, this year we can't have those kind of close interactions. I think there's going to be a certain amount of space that fans have to be kept back from players uh, still kind of getting that information. But we know for a fact that we won't be able to do autographs. So we're going to find some other ways to create some player engagement. Um, you know, hopefully we can get some guys to jump on a mic and thank fans for coming out, uh, toss some autograph stuff into the stands and things like that. We're still going to connect the fans to the players because that's what it's all about. Our guys are really excited about getting back in front of the fans. So it's kind of a bummer that we can't do it the way we would normally do, especially not being able to see players last year, but we'll, we'll make it worthwhile. Love it. It'll definitely be worthwhile. I mean, to be able to see players look up in the stands during training camp, you have to believe that just provides that extra juice come season to get ready. It'll finally feel like football is returning to a little bit of normalcy. So CJ, why don't you tell us how fans can get some of those tickets and where they can go to sign up and, and come on out to TCL? Yeah, you bet. So a couple of ways, uh, you can always go online, vikings.com backslash training camp. Everything's there. You can click on the date that you want to go. It lists all the different ticket options, parking. You can pre- pre-purchase a pass to the museum. Highly recommend that for all Vikings fans if they haven't done it. Uh, shameless plug there. Um, <laughs> the other way to go is you can always contact the ticket office and they can help you out too. But .com is definitely the best way. It's the easiest. It's really, it's pretty seamless. Um, all of our tickets are going to be digital. So it'll all be through our app again, like it is on a game day, but we have a great staff that can help people through everything if they need it. Yeah. I'm expecting to see you sign some autographs, CJ also for putting all this together. Um, I'm just going to take the people that don't want your autograph, Gabe, and Tatum, and I'll just stand in the back, and when you guys have to cut off your line, I'll take everybody on the back side of it. All right. Well, let me know if I can be your caddy for a round of golf one day then. No, you can't be my caddy, but you can play with me. (laughs) That is the Vikings manager of special events and the man behind the U.S. Bank training camp at the TCO Performance Center at U.S. Bank Stadium and against the Denver Broncos this year. So for Tatum and Gabe, thank you so much, CJ. We will we will have you on every single year because you bring uh, so much fun to this Vikings training camp, and, and we're all looking forward to it. Appreciate it. Good to see everybody. Thanks, CJ. Take care. All right, guys. Well, that was CJ Rue, one of my all-time good friends at the Vikings. He has been an awesome guy to chat with off the field, not talking about football, and also a great resource to learn about what is going to be happening at training camp. So we remind Vikings fans to go to Vikings.com. Go find those tickets. Gabe, I mean, I'm excited about three or four of these events that are going to be going on. Yeah, and before we get to those events, I was excited about what CJ said off camera. He said this is his 13th season organizing training camp, but this one feels much different than any other that he's put together. So for for me and Tatum, who have yet to experience a normal Vikings training camp, like this is like heaven. I can only speak for myself, but this is like heaven on earth for us. Training camp is going to be a lot of fun. Training camp, there's a lot of content coming. There's a lot of festivities. It's just so good to see people in person again wearing purple here at the TCO Performance Center. I was driving uh, to the TCO Performance Center today. And of course, what is that? O'Neill Drive right there. I saw the bleachers being put up on the practice fields and I'm like, okay. All right, it's getting real now. Okay, uh, it's, I, I got excited pulling into the parking lot. So 
it, it just feels like football again. You know, you got the, the smells of the grass. You see uh, the chalk. I mean, the, the spray paint being sprayed on the field. It's like it, it's starting to feel like football again. And what we're, we're what a little over a little less. Well, a little over a month away from July 27th when the first training camp practice will be held here at TCOPC. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I, what I'm really looking forward to, and you guys haven't seen it yet, is that night practice. That night practice every year. I won't year, be there, bro. It is like you get goosebumps. There's fireworks. Coach Zimmer takes the mic in front of the fans, which he's not the most comfortable doing, so it's always fun to see what happens there. Jay knows exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to that. Um, he introduces every player on the roster. So, Tatum, I think you're going to enjoy that night practice, but what, what, what else are you what, – what are you most looking forward to in your first Vikings training camp with the team? Yeah, I think Gabe kind of touched on it a little bit. It's just the feeling and the buzz that will be around TCO is going to be so – different. And I know that it's not going to be maybe exactly the way that fans may have remembered it a couple of years ago. It may be better in a lot of ways, but at the same time, I think I'll probably have a moment where I stand on the field or I stand near fans or I'm talking to a fan and could not have pictured this to be what I would be doing a year ago. And, and, and thinking back and being grateful that we've come this far, that we got through this, that we're back to being at a training camp with fans around a sport we love, around a team that we love, cheering for something and rallying around each other. And honestly, not to get like super sentimental, but that to me is like what I'm looking forward to being back in that moment and feeling like we've, you know, we're, we're, we're through a lot of hard times and and we're, thankful for being here. I agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all, this all started with us being fans and being, enjoying the games, enjoying rooting for a team all together. Uh, just being at a, whether it's a baseball field or an NBA uh, arena or an NFL stadium, being at that stadium and seeing what U.S. Bank Stadium is like on a Sunday, that is what this all leads up to. Training camp's the beginning of that. And you guys will also hear what the skull chant sounds like uh, you'll get a, a little bit of an appetizer of the skull chant with a smaller crowd at the tco performance center and then eventually finally at us bank stadium so that's uh, that's what i'm looking forward to uh, i know that these fans these vikings fans they care so much about their team they want to be involved they want to be there at us bank stadium and no i love that take tatum because that's that's really what i'm looking forward to as well but Gabe do you have anything else to throw in before we move on to the uh to the next topic yeah I wish I could be at the the night practice this year but I'm I'm pulling the Corso just from the other end um I'll be at a wedding so oh. Tatum Corso Jay enjoy it for Who's me wedding um my wife's sister is getting married oh, and I'm you, standing up oh you're you, you can't miss that I try to tell him I'm like dude it's the first night practice you you sure I gotta come and of course, I got pulled by my ear to Chicago for that weekend. Too. Well, I just got Gabe so excited for the night practice, and he's not even going <laughs> to be there. So let's go to the uh, to the next topic here. Jay Nelson, producer of the Vikings podcast, has found an article on NFL.com by Adam Shine. And we're talking about hope. We're talking about fans getting excited for the season. Well, Adam Shine has pointed out, I think nine teams that have, that really have a chance to win their first Super Bowl 
in the 2021 season. And guess what? The Vikings are number six on this list. The Buffalo Bills are number one. Cleveland Browns, number two. Familiar faces on both of those teams. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, who added Julio Jones, are number three. Arizona Cardinals, number four. Chargers, number five. And Vikings, number six. Gabe, you want to run through what Adam Shine sees uh, from the Vikings and why we are number six on his list? So we played three out of those five teams that you just said right yeah so we got to prove adam shine wrong is what you're saying yeah and i mean he he has a point right i mean adam shine says this might be the most fascinating team speaking of the vikings this year and of course you know if aaron Rodgers never plays another snap and it's not looking like he will according to adam shine but he's got minnesota as his pick to win the north if aaron Rodgers never plays again he goes on to say daniel hunter is back on defense and that puts the vikings back in the mix of course the pass rush was not existing without him but he loves the the Patrick Peterson signing, which is a, a perfect match with defensive guru Mike Zimmer. Um, of course, uh, we talked last week uh, about P2 and Zimmer literally doing one-on-one DB training in the middle of practice, just them two. And Mike Zimmer is in a, a defensive stance, backpedaling, touching P2's hip right beside him. And I'm like, this guy's a 10-year vet, eight-time pro bowler, yet Mike Zimmer still – has the you know the the knowledge and the respect of his players to be able to to pull him aside and, and give him that kind of I guess that kind of coaching. But Adam Sean goes on to say Justin Jefferson enjoyed a magical rookie season and and it was no fluke. The guy is a dominator outside, and if Adam Thielen can stay healthy, Minnesota can have the best one-two wide receiver punch this side of Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Of course, Dalvin Cook is a game-breaking star in the backfield, which leads us to the lightning rod. And the lightning rod being the Minnesota Vikings, I guess, striking up that (laughs) Lombardi trophy this upcoming, well, I guess next February. So we'll see, man. This is, this is great, right? This is great for Vikings fans to read. Like it's, it's, it's good to hear someone saying that, Hey, this is the year that we might be able to win it all. But like, like Tatum said, you can't, pull the cargo before the horse so we, we got to put everything together first before we can start talking Lombardi trophy and NFC championship yeah Tatum's slowing the roll on us getting all excited Adam Shine is like kind of hyping us up because she was in Nashville last year and oh, she was true. On, on site <laughs> when the Titans beat the, the Vikings so <laughs> try but man I'm looking I'm reading through this and I, it seems like Adam Shine is pretty excited about what the Vikings have what they added in, in the offseason and what um, the Vikings offense brings back um, and what they were able to do last year so I'm just looking down the list uh, seven through nine is Cincinnati after us the Bengals Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers which I hope were um, ahead of, of those three teams um, nothing against them, but uh, just looking at at where we are on this list. But um, Tatum, what are your overall takeaways from from this article, and and what you think about our chances to finally get that first Super Bowl uh, Lombardi Trophy? Yeah, call me a hater. Eight and nine seem a little fluky to me, but um, <laughs> I do think that the Vikings definitely deserve to be on that list. I know you mentioned my time in Nashville the last three seasons. I'm not surprised to see the Titans on the list, but to me, a lot of the similar there's, there have been a lot of similarities as I'm acclimating to this new team now, um, as far as, you know, a a veteran quarterback, a dynamic wide receiver duo, one of the best NFL running backs in the league back there. And the Titans also had to add a bunch of pieces this off season to get their defense 
um, some experience and just to kind of reset and recharge that since they had such a bad season last year defensively. So I think when you see all of the names and you start checking off all the boxes, the Vikings are definitely in the thick of it. I, I would almost maybe move them up to four. I, I, I agree with that. I think like four would be very right after Tennessee. I think would be fair. You know, not not to hate on the Titans. I just sometimes I just don't. You just don't. You just don't know. You just don't know with them. I can even <laughs> see them dropping down to six and the Vikings switching with them. Honestly, yeah. but um, don't don't tell my Nashville friends that. I guess it's too late. Well, that, I'm I'm happy you said that, Tatum, because I was looking through this list. I I understand Buffalo, Cleveland, great years last year. Even Tennessee, great years in number three, but Arizona and the Chargers being ahead of the Vikings. I I don't know about it. we. I, I think I completely agree. I don't know about you, Gabe. Yeah, make that three of us. And I always like asking Jay this question because I always say Jay is the Minnesota. Like when I think of Minnesota Vikings fans, I think of Jay. He's a little bit more logical. But I always say, like, what would the city of Minneapolis be like if the Minnesota Vikings won this year? And his eyes are getting big with me just asking that. It would and, and, to be, and for 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 us to be able to you know possibly experience that, you know, just just basing off of this article with us being you know, having the opportunity to maybe experience that, dude, that would be so, so crazy, so crazy. But it starts week one, practice one, and you, you build from there. About to say, Gabe, you really put that card out there in front of the horse, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so far ahead right now. Like the horse is in the stable right now. He's excited. He watched how many games last year with, with zero fans in U.S. Bank Stadium. He's he's raring to go. I think we all are, are raring to go, and and no, I, I this was a great episode, a great discussion, and great great to meet Tatum and and just talk football because that's what we're all looking forward to, and uh, that's what we're all excited for talking with CJ Rue about U.S. Bank Vikings training camp coming up here. Um, with that being said, we have to bring up one uh, tough note within the Vikings organization. Um, there was some very positive news, but defensive tackle Jalen Twyman. Um, was actually shot four times in a scary incident in Washington, D.C., where he was visiting a family member. Um, He is expected to make a full recovery, according to his agent and according um, to people around the organization. So with that, I'll just read the Vikings statement. Uh, Minnesota Vikings defensive tackle Jalen Twyman was one of several victims wounded during a shooting in Washington, D.C., Uh, We have been in direct contact with Jalen and his family, and we are extremely thankful Jalen is expected to make a full recovery. At this time, we will defer any further comment uh, to the proper authorities. So uh, I think we all can agree, guys, that we are very, very happy to hear um, that Jalen is expected to make a full recovery. I know Gabe and I were talking all offseason about how excited we are about what he can do on the field yeah. uh, being the last Vikings draft pick, but I'll throw, I'll throw that to Gabe. Yeah. Um, I'm positive, but you know, a, a little bit sad also. I just remember um, the Thursday that practice got canceled. Of course, you know, the rookies are still trying to get accustomed to the building and being in a tier system, they get lost all the time. So it was Kellen Mond, uh, Patrick Jones, is second and Jalen Twyman walking past the V indoors here on the first floor. And I just so happened to be coming out, and I was like, hey, man, you guys be safe over the weekend. And Jalen was like, yeah, man, I'm so excited to go back home to D.C. and just be with family and friends. And then hearing this, it is very sad. But thankfully, he he's, you know, feeling better. He, he's expected to make a full recovery. But 
Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be the first person to say like, hey, you know, enjoy life, like you, you enjoy the opportunities that you have and make the most of it. I'm glad he's still going to be a Minnesota Viking this year. And um, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Yeah, I saw a note from Patrick Jones, um, his former, obviously, teammate at the University of Pittsburgh and fellow rookie with the Vikings on the Vikings defensive line and just just saying prayers for him. Um, I know those guys are super close. So um, definitely prayers with Jalen throughout the Vikings organization. We are definitely very, very happy to hear that he is expected to make that full recovery. So um, we had to touch on that. And uh, let's let's hopefully get him back in the building and yep. back on the field. I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the field and excited to see that he's going to make a full recovery. So um, with that, just a few programming notes. Obviously, U.S. Bank training camp tickets are available right now on Vikings.com. Make sure to click on that training camp tab on the top of Vikings.com. You can find all the information on your tickets and parking passes today for the TCO Performance Center. Also, be sure to check out all of the content leading up to Vikings training camp um, at the TCO Performance Center. We have mic'd up segments from minicamp. This week, it was Vikings safety Xavier Woods, a new member of the Vikings secondary. Uh, he was pretty funny at one of those minicamp practices, chatting it up with longtime Viking Harrison Smith. So go check that out and all of the Vikings mic'd up segments coming up. And also, I have some great news. I'm going to let Tatum announce this one because she's a part of it. And being a new member of the organization, I will let you um, promote what you guys have coming up. Yeah, Gabe and I were just getting thrown into the water. No, we're excited. We are taking over for the Voice of the Vikings show on KFAN 100.3 FM Thursday morning, 9 to noon. We're taking over for PA. He's allowing us to sit in his chair for the day to take over the show. We've got some really exciting guests ranging from LSU head coach Ed Ogeron. Plus, we got one of Gabe's dudes hanging out with us in the show later on. Gabe? Yeah, Clint Portis. That's my guy from the Washington football team. Nice. He's joining the show. Of course, when you think of Gary Kubiak-style offense, Clint Portis was one of the first running backs to be successful and that offense and him and I talked today and he's like, bro, like absolutely. Like he's, he said, bro, there's so many comparisons between that Denver Broncos team in 0203 and this Minnesota Vikings team now. Um, so that'll be, it'll be cool having him on the show along with Michael Pierce. So we got a loaded show Tatum. I think you guys will be just fine with that. That is quite the lineup. Obviously you guys have connections, uh, to a lot of those guests. So really excited to hear that. And you can obviously check that out anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Just go look at that 9 to Noon tab and you will find uh, the newest hosts of that show. I'm very excited to hear um, you guys kill it um, on Thursday. So thank you again, guys. I really enjoyed meeting Tatum. I enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed talking football and getting ready for U.S. Bank Vikings training camp at the TCO Performance Center. So for Tatum, for Gabe, and of course for Jay Nelson and CJ Rue, we will see you on the Minnesota Vikings podcast next week. <laughs>